Do you hear what I hear? Well, it's, what am I hearing? And I'd like for you to ask the same question. What are you hearing? What are you hearing? Uh, Pastor Rick, you always like to just throw something out there. It might make you snicker a little bit. But Pastor Rick and Andrew and I were out uh, last week running around. And, and uh, you know, Andrew's a, man, he's a go-getter. He just loves to pray and, and loves to, you know, show his faith and all that. So we were at McDonald's together, and he just happened to notice a guy looked like he's down on his luck. And, and, and it, well, Andrew's kind of wanting to impress, you know, Pastor. So what does he do? He goes over and says, Sir, I'd love to pray for you. Wow. The guy says, really? He says, I'd love to pray for you. He says, how can I pray for you? And the man says, well, could you pray for my hearing? And, and Andrew said, absolutely. So Andrew grabbed him by the head and put his hands over his ears and just began to pray vehemently. Boy, he was casting out demons. He was speaking the word of faith. He popped it off, stuck his fingers in his ear, popped them out, put it back on, and said, in Jesus' name. And he popped his hands off. He says, how's your hearing now? Well, the guy says, don't really know. My court case ain't till next Tuesday. <clears throat> so, uh, but that's not the kind of hearing we're talking about, okay? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about actual verbally or audibly hearing the Word of God. Uh, do you realize God speaks? Now, He has spoken, hasn't He? If you look to Genesis in chapter 1, I don't know if these, that reference is up here, but at least uh, 12 times... God said in the book of Genesis. Now, you know what that tells me? He's an audible God. And that words come out of his mouth, out of his spirit, right? And so if I know that God has spoke, and God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, I know that he is still speaking. So God is speaking. He's adamant. He's active in our lives and in the life of Christianity today. Uh, God said, he is saying, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, it's talking about the end times, but look what it says here. It says, the Spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Now, it says the Spirit does what? Clearly speaks. He clearly says so I know that God is speaking. I know Jesus spoke all the time he was in ministry. But here we have the Holy Spirit still speaking to us. And it says clearly. I, the King James, I kind of lean toward that way sometimes. NIV, different versions. But it says he speaks expressly. You know what that means? It's important. It's urgent. It's the Spirit is speaking that we depart not from the faith. That we open up our ears and hear what's being said. It takes faith to be a Christian. Wouldn't you agree? I don't know about you, but that's the hardest challenge I've ever had is, is to maintain my faithfulness to God because the challenges are out there. But as Christians, do we have any help or do we have any hope? Well, you know, the Bible says we can help our faith because we have a God who speaks. And then it comes to say this in Romans 10, 17. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing how? By the Word of God. Isn't it amazing that He speaks, He wants us to hear, and He tells us how to hear? Now, that's a loving God. He don't leave you on the edge. He don't leave you hanging. He says, there's a way I can help you with that. And He says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You'll notice what it does not say. It does not say faith comes by having heard. 
Now thank God for information and instruction and doctrine. Those things are important. But where true faith comes to pass is when we hear the voice of God. You remember, uh, I think it's in uh, Matthew chapter 14. The story is about Jesus <clears throat> and his disciples. Now he spoke with them. This is going on a couple of years by this point. And he's giving them instruction and helping them to know how to do these many miracles and mighty works. And all the things he has for them, he's teaching them how to do them, right? Well, that's going good. Well, Jesus went to the other side of this big body of water. And then all of a sudden the disciples says, we've got to go find him. Well, they get in their ship, right? And they're going across this body of water. And what takes place? Anybody remember what happens to the ship? Kind of a storm, wasn't it? Big bad storm is raging and they're all upset. They don't know what to do. And they see something walking on the water, right? Now, these are fishermen. These are not novices. They know the water. They know the, the, the storms that come along. But not only is there a storm here, there's something out there. They called it a phantasm. Uh, literally, that's what the word was. But it was a ghost. That's what they meant to say. But literally, who was it? Anybody remember who was walking on the water out there? It was Jesus. Well, that's a unique story to have somebody like our, our Christ, our Savior, walks on water. That's impressive, isn't it? But you know what he says? He says, you can come out here and be with me. And, and Peter's, Peter, you know, he's not on the water yet. He says, Lord, if it really is you, do what? Call me. Tell me to come. When I hear you come, that's when I'm coming. Not until then, Right? And then what does Jesus do? How does Jesus respond? Do you remember? He says one word, come. Now, you know what that is? That's a word from Christ. And that's where faith is built. Faith is built when you know you have a word from God. And so what does Peter do? You, know, you got to hang with me here because it says he climbed down out of the ship. Isn't that what it said? He climbed down out of the ship. This wasn't a rowboat. This wasn't a flat-bottom John boat. This was a big boat. And so he has to literally, figuratively climb out of the boat, and he stepped where? On the water. What I'm trying to tell you is faith comes by hearing when you hear God speak. And when you hear God speak, you have the ability and the totality to do any and everything he's called you to do. Jesus' only response could only be, I am who you called. If I'm Jesus, I've got to call you. And that's what we're saying today. Jesus, are you there? Speak to me. Tell me. And listen, now, here's, here comes the part you've got to hear. You've got to hear. To improve our faith, it makes sense to improve our hearing. I, I think that's the thing that really has to happen in Christian's life. It's not that we don't hear. I think it's what we hear. But how do we improve where our faith will grow strong enough to be bold enough to accomplish what Jesus is telling us to do? Uh, Name off a few radio stations. You know, they got letters like WDJC and what? You know, you know, there's WYDE, WERC, WZZK. There's a bunch of them out there, right? They have, but they have, a, they have an identification chart that's on a scale that tells you where these stations are. It's called frequency modulation. Have you all ever heard that term before? FM radio frequency modification. I like to throw those big words out there. I really do. I like gymnasium, mayonnaise. Anything with 10 letters is good words. You know, you throw them out or people think you're smart. If you, if you can spell them, you really are smart. Well, the thing about a radio station is, does anybody hear DJC right now? They're all fair, I guess, right? Aren't they, aren't they they're just not broadcasting right now. Can anybody hear it? 
I can't hear it, but do you think they're broadcasting? Uh, ZZK, ERC, Jocks, all of those. Do you think they're broadcasting? I can't hear them. Oh, but you're saying, what have you got in your hand? <laughs> Good question. Well, this is what? Call it radio, but it's a receiver, right? It receives if what? Well, it's not just because it's a receiver. It has to be tuned to the right place, right? Now, I don't know what's going to happen here. Let's see if we can do this. Does that sound okay? Y'all hear that? It's beautiful, isn't it? Oh. Now we're talking, right? Can you hear that? Mary, did you know? It's amazing that this is just a receiver. But out of nowhere, there's no cords attached. This is not a magic act either. But you know what? There's no cords attached, but this was able to receive a signal that was sent, being sent, right? You know, it's a good stop-off place to really tell you something that, you know, sometimes we tune in wrong, we don't tune in accurately, and we don't hear clearly. But if we tune in properly, it's amazing what we can get. Now, you have to understand your part of this. First off, you are a receiver. Everybody say, I am a receiver. Yeah, and you're going to receive something. I can twist that dial, and I don't know, there may be 18, 20, 25 different stations you pick up. I don't know. They're all in here right now. All those waves of energy are coming in here right now. And so where I'm getting at is not only is this a receiver, but you're a receiver. And there is a voice that's coming right now that's vitally important, bigger than ZZK and DJC and all these others. And you know what voice it is, don't you? It's the voice of God. But you may be a receiver and he may be speaking, but are you tuned to receive him? You know, it's vitally important that we do things that help us to be in a place where we can actually hear the word of God. It takes a deliberate effort. It takes a receiver to hear what God is saying. John 10, verses 1 through 6, have got some beautiful words. Let's read that. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. You know, I don't mind being likened to a sheep. Jesus says that's what we are. We're sheep of his pasture. He's the good shepherd. But you know what it says? My sheep are designed and designated to be able to hear my voice. Not only are you a receiver, you have the tuning ability to turn into Jesus. You also have the tuning ability not to listen to other voices. 
How many of them know there's a lot of voices out there? Distracting voices, whether it be political or activity, any kind of activity, sports, it don't matter. There's a lot of negative going on. There's a lot of voices out there. But Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and another's they will not follow. Now that's important for us to hear that God wants you to know that you can tune into a frequency that touches him and him alone. You can hear him plainly. You can hear him clearly. There's great importance in the fact that God speaks, but there's equal importance on the fact that you can hear his voice. Boy, what a great thing it would be to hear the voice of God at a time when you really need it. Amen? A lot of people call that miracle. That's wrong. It's not a miracle. It's a given gift to us that God says, I will speak to you. I will be with you. I'll walk with you. And all we've got to do is, is obey and do that. I want to share with you a few ways to help improve your, your hearing. Okay? Uh, uh, number one is struggle. Do we have that up there? Recognize the struggle. And, and this took me a while to understand in ministry, but I, I do know what it means now. Because I, if, if there's two, let's just say if there's two 100-pound boys wrestling and they have the same strength, knowledge, and ability, which one wins? It's a draw, isn't it? You ever been to wrestling matches and they have draws, they, they tie? Well, a struggle, if, and, we, and we find ourselves in struggles a lot as Christians and we don't understand it, but a struggle only happens when there's equal forces involved. Now, wouldn't it be terrible to know that you're struggling with something you don't have to struggle with? What happens if you're one of those 100-pound uh, boys and the other 100-pound boy is, is going at it, but all of a sudden here comes a 300-pound guy and says, let me give you a hand. Is there a struggle anymore? Kind of reminds me of Barney Fife taking on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Amen? Uh, not going to be much. It, you know, Barney did try to take on a group of outlaws outside the town. Y'all remember that? And, you know, Barney shook and went out there, and he went right in front of him. And, boy, he, just, he was going to tell them off like that. And what he didn't know is Andy was behind him, right? And the, and the crooks, you know, when they saw Andy, they said, oh, yes, sir, we'll, we'll go. And Barney said, I told them. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? We're Barney Five sometimes. But guess who's standing behind us? It didn't Andy. It's God. But the thing is, struggles happen because there's equal strengths. My gosh, don't fight equal strengths. The Bible says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Wouldn't it be good to know that you don't have to struggle anymore? Opportunities are going to be there, but you don't have to take them. You know, it's just amazing how God wants us to get past these, these basic things. There's a struggle at any time, equal strengths, but God is greater than your outside. Next is reading God's word. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God's Word, the Logos, the recorded Word, it's not what causes your faith to act. It's what gives your faith the basis to act. God's written Word verifies His spoken Word. You see, the thing about it is, God speaks, but he never speaks apart from what's recorded. If somebody comes up and says, God tells me to go rob a bank, well, I can tell you that's not, that's not congruent with the Word of God. But if God says, I just don't know if I'm really supposed to be kind to this person that mistreated me, I can pretty much tell you that's the Word of God. 
You heard God. And so God wants us to know that, that his word verifies his spoken word. And God's word is relational. And that's important for me to have a, a hearing ability. It's relational. Because if I have a relation with you or my wife, I hear that voice. You know, it's amazing because yesterday Anita was gone shopping with her sisters and she's gone a long time and, you know, and we're not separated that long very much, you know. So I'm, I'm just at the house and I'm piddling around doing some things and, and I'll watch and I'll watch and I don't want to call because I don't want to nag. But if somewhere around, I don't know, it was probably late. It was, I don't know, dark 30. But anyway, I get a call and she says, it's okay, I'm just checking in, I'm fine. Well, you know what? That's relationship because now I've, I've heard her voice and now I know without a fact she's okay. Isn't it amazing to have a relationship with a voice and a person? And God's word is instructional. You know, sometimes we don't know what to do or how to do it, but there's a great book called the Bible that tells us how to do things. It's correctional. Oh, my goodness. You know, the thing is that sometimes we're so hard-headed and we're so dogmatic and we're so strict, we think what we know is the way it should be. You know, the Bible says there's a way that seems right, but it's not. But God's Word is correctional, and it's God's Word that'll change me. You know, sometimes we can get in people's face and tell them how wrong they are, but you know, isn't it amazing if we can share God's Word in a loving way, what that will do. God's Word is correctional, and it's also directional. When we want to hear God, we've got to be in that direct direction of, of, the, of the signal. And God's Word not only gets us to the proper place to hear it, but He gives us proper advice on where to go and how to go and when to go. <clears throat> God's Word is directional. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then there's prayer. You know, prayer is a unique aspect. We love prayer. We, we believe in prayer here. But, you know, prayer has been relegated to speaking to God. That's what most Christians use prayer to speak to God. Well, that's wonderful. We ought to speak to God. But, you know, prayer is not just speaking to God. It's hearing God. And so prayer means I give my soul first to God. I, I open my soul up to him. But I expect to hear back. You know, uh, I remember there's a story about a couple. They were like in their 80s or 90s or something like that. And they're on the front porch rocking. And they're both rocking in their chairs on the front porch. And, and the, the older lady said, why don't you tell me you love me anymore? And they just rock and rock. She said, I tell you I love you all the time. Why don't you tell me you love me anymore? And she just, she just rocked. Old, fi old fellow finally just turned and said, look, I told you I loved you 68 years ago. And if anything changes, I'll let you know. You know, no, that'd be a terrible relationship, wouldn't it? What we want is an ability to hear that voice. Isn't it comforting to hear? God wants us to have that ability to hear two-way communication. And fourth way to help your hearing, believe it or not, is through service. In James chapter 2, verse 26, it says, Faith without works is what? Dead. Faith without works. So you know what that tells me? You can have faith but not have the, the right connection. And what good is this receiver if it's not tuned to anything? It's just eye candy. Just takes up a lot of batteries, by the way. Boy, you can put a lot of batteries in this thing. But the thing about it is, faith without works is what? Dead being alone. God wants you to be able to understand you're not only a receiver, you have the high potential of tuning in. James 1.22 says, don't just be a hearer of the word. But be what? A doer. A doer. God wants us to be involved in service. You know, when you start doing things through service, you start having to walk by faith. 
You may not have the, the ability. You may not have the resources. But what if God says, do something? Then you know what happens? Your voice, the voice of God comes in clarity, and you know for a certain he says it, and then you just do it. You just do it. Peter, come. Now, I don't know about you, but you know, I've been on water a lot in my life, but you know, I'm not just really ready to step out on the water because I realize the law of physics. Amen? But you know what? When God says it, it energizes our faith. And so when God gives us a task to do, we say, yes, Lord, speak and I'm coming. Speak and I'm coming. You know, what does God's voice sound like? i got to share this with you because it's the absolute truth. It's scary, but God's voice sounds a lot like Kurt Sanford. Whew. I hope it's not for you, but it does for me because sometimes it's just stuff I hear, and it sounds like what I would say, but you know what? Where did that come from? But I believe that God speaks in ways that we somewhat don't understand, but we can relate to. Sometimes he speaks through our wife, our husband, employee, employer. God can speak through nature. God speaks many ways. But God wants you to know that sometimes you're waiting for this great miraculous shaking of the earth. You remember over in 1 Kings uh, 19, 12, I believe it is, Elijah was having this big problem, and he's needing to hear God. He's all in kind of trouble with the queen, and his life is a mess, and he's just needing to hear from God. You remember there was thunder and, and lightning and earthquake and wind. You remember all those things? But was God's voice in any of those things? Scripture says no, but he says, here comes a what? A still, small voice. You know, what happens with us is like we, get into, we never get to the place where we can just hear God alone. I have, I have OCD, ADD. I don't know if that means anything, but it means everything has to be just right, but not for long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way that works. But I'll be in prayer sometimes, and I'll just be stopped focusing on God, and I'll look up, and I'll say, well, I bet there's 50 strands of lights in here. You know, and then I'll look down, and there, you know, there's a piece of tape, and I didn't know there was a plug in the floor. And you know what happens? We don't get to a place of quietness. We need to put ourselves in such a position that when the still small voice speaks, wow, we're on it. We know God has spoken, but we have to do our part. Isaiah chapter 30, 21, because God loves us, because God loves us, he speaks. Everybody say, he speaks. Let's see if we got it here. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk you in it. How much does God love us? Man, he's never left us alone. He said, I wouldn't leave you as orphans. He said, but I'll be with you. And you know me, I may be going down a path, and I said, well, this looks really well. I need to do this. And, but if I'm really sensitive to God, well, you know what I'm going to hear? Kurt, here, I'm right here behind you, but, you know, turn left. And, and you see, if you do that, you're going to achieve God results. How many times have we went the other way, though, and achieved, achieved human results? Whether you turn to the right or left, God is with you. He says, I'm speaking to you to keep you on course. You know, oh, I've got a GPS in my, my truck. I've got one on my phone, too. And You know, I've noticed the thing. If I put an address in it to go somewhere, and uh, I say... It told me to turn here. I'm not turning here because I know there's a better way, right? Have you ever done that and then you drive off and then somebody just aggravating you? Please turn around. You turn at, and turn left, turn left. And it keeps aggravating you until what? Until you do what it says. But, you know, my GPS has never called me stupid. 
never once raised its voice other than the annoying voice it is. But it constantly tries to get me to where I'm supposed to be, right? But isn't it amazing that we have an internal GPS and it's called the Holy Spirit and he does the same thing. And though we walk out here to the left, he says, you stupid, good for nothing. What, what were you thinking? No, son, turn to the right, turn to the left. Isn't that amazing? And when we finally get back on course, destination, three miles, you know. So God wants us to see that we have the ability to hear him, but he has such a desire to speak to us. In closing, uh, we like to gather around the altar. And if you would at this time, if you just make your way down, and if you're a first-time visitor, don't feel any pressure, but we love to, to just be at the presence of what we call the altar here. The altar is a wonderful place. It represents the fullness and the wholeness of God. It's a great place to come and surrender things to God or, or to declare things for God. So we encourage you to come on down. Do you hear what I hear? I, I'm, I'm excited. I hear things. I really do. Things that go bump in the night. No, I, I hear things. And I know God is speaking because I believe, I, I, I don't know how to prove it, but I believe we're nearing end times. But what I do believe is that God says, don't be comfortless. Don't worry. I'm with you. Just listen for my voice. Follow my voice. I hear I, I, uh, Elijah was in the, another bad situation. Hadn't rained for three and a half years, and he prayed, and he prayed. And I remember he said he stood up, and he says, Behold, I hear the abundance of rain. I believe that rain's here. I believe, it, I believe the rain of the Spirit is here. Not to provide some kind of weird thing for the news media, but to provide power in your life today. God wants you to be empowered to the point where you believe in what you know. You know, it's great to have a relationship with somebody that speaks, and then you also know that, wow, I'm important. I'm on their list, okay? I want to close with this. It's found in Matthew chapter 4. Man does not live by bread alone, but how? But by every word that comes from where? You see, this is where we get back to that rhema and logos. Logos is a recorded word, but the word, I mean, logos is a recorded word, but rhema is a speaking word. In the Greek, it's actual first, first present tense. And what that means is Christ is speaking now. The Spirit speaks now. Now faith is. You see how God works? That's where the faith work is. But we don't live by bread alone. Now, I don't know about you, but I love bread, especially if you put sugar and frosting on it, okay? I mean, you know, bread's good. And, you know, we can call bread sports. We can call bread family. We can call bread church. But Bible says we don't live by bread alone, but how? Every word that proceeds from God's mouth. Would you be open to hearing God's word for you this morning? God is so dedicated to helping you be all you're designed to be. And all he wants to do is just give you a blessing of knowing you can hear my voice. Do you hear what I hear? It's a great sound.